1: Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you. Now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. So, Sarah, I'm very excited because apparently of the animal story. I do. Yes. So,
0: um, this is funny. Rosalie, I shouldn't start a story with. This is funny because then if someone doesn't find it funny, I've, I've like lost them already. That's like a bad intro (laughs) note to self. Um, so my daughter's like, she loves cats, right? Yeah. Makes friends with kittens. Like I know that all children love animals, but she especially loves cats. You know, more than dogs. Like we used to have a dog. She's definitely always been a cat person since she was little. So this has gone on for years. And I'm starting to feel a little bit like maybe I should get her a cat. But the challenge is that she's like between her dad's place and my place. And then I'm away a lot. So that poor cat, where would they go, you know, when I'm not in the house? And the cat can't go back and forth with her. Like um, a dog probably could, but a cat's Mm. territorial. And I, you know, that's just a hassle, you know. Also, kitty litter. Yeah. Not even, I don't even, I don't wear mm, smelling. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I've come up with a new strategy. So we, we moved, as you know, we moved into this, um, our townhouse, which I'm hoping to sell, but it's still flooding. And on one of our first days here, we noticed there were two like beautiful gray cats just on the fence outside they must belong to one of our neighbors
1: your yeah. rac- raccoons are now cats
0: the raccoons are now cats and really nice cats too at like beautiful looking cats so i was like i saw them and the next morning i saw them again you know and they were coming they were playing in our yard but they're kind of timid like if you open the door they're not the kind of cat that like comes right over purring ready to be embraced you know <laughs> they're like they're like they'll run away if we open the door so I came up with a strategy of befriending these neighbor cats and then letting them come visit, having them come visit regularly. Um, And the main strategy is to feed them treats (laughs) and make friends with them. So Rosie and I, so that we can like borrow a cat when we want to. So they know that we're friendly. They can come on over, you know, Rosie can pet them for a little while and they can go on their merry way. So, we went to the store, we got some cat treats. Um, and now we've like over days left the cat treats out. Like we first, we just left them out and then we left them like closer and closer to the door, you know, and then Rosie got th- the other day, two days ago, maybe to the point where one of the cats let her pet him or her. I didn't check. Um, <laughs> and so we're, we're at the petting point. So I'm hoping maybe we'll get to the point where they like come in for a short visit before they um, go. I hope the neighbors don't mind. Um, and I, I do try to control the number of treats that Rosie gives them because sometimes I'm like, you can't send those cats home puking. <laughs> that's oh, not yeah. going to go well. Yeah. So we definitely have some boundaries around it. But um, that's the plan is to borrow a cat.
1: Well, when the cats in a couple months are obese <laughs> and, you know, they spend a lot of mysterious time away from home. Maybe the owners will, will clue in, but like come home with a different collar or something. <laughs> we used to have a kid's book. Maybe one of
0: our listeners knows it about a cat that lived at, at six or eight. I forget how many different homes. It was oh. like his story where he was like, at this, at this house, I'm called and they all had a different name for him. And they all thought that he was their cat. And he fed wow. them all, and the whole story was like uh, essentially educating the reader on how to get fed six meals a day. <laughs> and he gets found out <laughs> when he gets found out when he gets sick, and two or three different owners take him to the vet, and the vet's like, "I've seen this cat before, with <laughs> a different name."
1: Mm-hmm. That's a children's book. A children's book. Yeah. What the? I'm not sure what the take home message is there. Does there have to be take home message? I don't know, I guess not, not to adopt a cat from the street and just you know that's not really your cat <laughs> I mean, it's just a cute okay i I feel like you didn't take the message from that book <laughs> I didn't know there was no message, I assure you it was i
0: well, I'm pretty sure there was no message, but okay,- okay, this is a good point, oh not a good point this is this may or may not be a good point, but it's interesting to me that that um. I really notice with kids TV that in the U S and Canada too, we really focus on educational things. Like there has to be a point, you know, right. like what's like the point of the show comes to a conclusion where like the kid learns something or the animal creature learns something. Um, whereas like sometimes in Australia or the UK, it's like, there's no point. It's just fun. Like bananas in pajamas. Like <laughs> have you ever watched that? It's like, there's no learning. Educational it's just like hilarity.
1: Or maybe just these things are above you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I missed the lesson. It's too refined for you. You and your doctorate. You just can't, you just just can't can't get it. Yeah. Whatever the point was of the cat book, just right over my head. Just Yeah. (laughs)
0: If anyone can tell me the point of bananas and pajamas, please let me know. I, I've missed it. <laughs> okay. Well, coming up on the show, <laughs> um, we, have, we have a new segment called Sarah Gets Dropped. We're going to talk about our feisty diversity hire and uh, some new stuff at Feisty Media. Every day, there seems to be a new wellness trend, like eat this. Do this, avoid those scary things. And how do we know where to start and who to trust? Inside Tracker cuts through the noise by analyzing your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers. This provides you with a personalized, science based, trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Inside Tracker is simpler, cheaper, and more convenient than traditional blood tests. And includes tests that we need as athletes but aren't traditionally included, like ferritin and vitamin D. My favorite part is that they don't just give you the data, they provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips to take action. So, for a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering our If We Were Riding listeners 25% off their entire store. So, just go to insidetracker.com forward slash riding. That's inside tracker.com forward slash writing, as in if we were. Change is an inside job. Start
1: inside. All right, Sarah. I am going to reject the label that it's a new segment.
0: <laughs> you can't do. I feel like because it's both of our names, right? So yeah. Like, so maybe we could come up with we could have a regular segment that's like the things we got dropped from just throughout our lives i mean i'm sure i could come up with and how we overcame the obstacle
1: no it's true because you know we're we're pretty we're we're both little whack-a-moles moles moles. uh i mean and resilience is uh important trait to have okay so anyway uh here's the story the beginning of the month Actually, I'll t- take two steps back from that. Um, beginning of the year, contracts are up for pro athletes, you know, and either you get extensions to your contract renewals, uh, or you get a new contract with the sponsor. But the last couple months of the year can be kind of tense. And, like, are they going to renew me? Are they not? You know are they it's basically like dating we're like mm-hmm. oh my goodness like are they gonna call me back uh, i remember mm-hmm. or are they
0: gonna ghost me and some yeah some
1: companies were better than others like the ghosting yeah. is real in that world the ghosting is real for sure mm-hmm. and so uh one of my sponsors um i don't a running shoe sponsor and the, okay. <laughs> no one will put the pieces together. No, me I mean, I don't, want like, I, I'm, I have nothing against them. Like it was, they were a good company to work with and, uh, they did not renew my contract mm-hmm. and I, I get it. I get it. Like a part of me, you know, the, I, I don't know if you went through this too, but I, I'm a very split. Um, mind about it where Hmm. one hand, like the business mind of me says, okay, I understand it. They have a marketing budget. Uh, You know, I, I didn't race for almost two years. Uh, Like I, I guess, you know, I wasn't providing enough value for them and their marketing team. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that's, it is what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of me, it genuinely does feel like a breakup where you're like, oh, you know, they didn't like me as much as I liked them. Like they didn't, they ghosted Mm -hmm. me. They didn't call me back. You know, I thought we had a real connection Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah. So you like, there's, there's this disappointment where, yeah, yeah, obviously the, the financial impact is pretty, you know, like that would have been helpful. Um, but there's also an emotional component to it. Um, not just like the timing also makes it really hard. Because, like, finding out beginning of January, there's not a lot I can do. People's budgets for the year are fixed. Um, mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. I think I think just kind of sorting out the emotional part of it. Where, like, I don't know if you have any advice for me. Okay, I have a couple questions. Before yes.
0: You. Okay, my first question is, did they actually ghost you?
1: So, it was. Um, it was. Uh, I, I have somebody who, uh, an agent who, who managed everything mm-hmm. and it was kind of like putting it off. So yeah, we'll, we'll circle back to you. We'll circle back to you kind of thing about, mm. about the contract. And, um, you know, I guess I didn't make the cut. I don't mm-hmm. know, but like, I'm not privy to a lot of those conversations. Mm. Um, cause I don't, like getting involved, I'm not good about talking about money. I'm not oh, good about that side of things. Okay. So, so thankfully, somebody else handles that for me.
0: Right. So your agent handled it. So it was your agent yeah. who took the call when they said mm-hmm. no. And was it a call? It was it an email? I
1: I don't know. You don't even
0: know. Okay. So I don't even I, like, know where yeah. I'm going with that. I do have another yeah. question, but um, yeah. where I'm going with that is: Would it have felt different to you if you heard from them and understood more fully? like, cause you said, oh, like they're breaking up with me. Like if you're like, what, if they were like, okay, this is the direction we're going. This is where we're putting our marketing budget or our budget shrunk because of this. Like, I know there were times that I got dropped where the company was like leaving triathlon, for example, just to give an extreme example. And I'm like, well, then of course you, you drop me like that's It's not me. It's you, (laughs) you know? Totally. Um, So sometimes there's a like it is, sometimes it helps to know or understand the reason.
1: Yeah, no, a- absolutely. And that's, I think that's it, right? So because I understand that, you know, they have a fixed budget, um, it's what's happening on their end. Like maybe, maybe, you know, their budget has shrunk. They're spending less money really on know. track on, I don't right. really know. Right. But then, and it's also, what could I have done better? Mm-hmm. Um, because I I do feel like, you know, mm-hmm. obviously an athlete has a responsibility. And if I was not delivering on my end of things, if they did not feel value for my side of the partnership, mm-hmm. um, then I would like to know that. So mm-hmm. I, I think you're absolutely right where it just feels uh you know, it feels like I have all these questions about why, you know, it didn't work out between us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> use Mm -hmm. the dating analogy um because right now i'm like oh i don't understand these these other athletes you know are still with them like what Mm -hmm. did i do wrong um Mm -hmm. to not continue with them and do you have anyone in the company that you could ask that question to yeah i i do but part Mm -hmm. of me is like you know they it's awkward yeah it's it is super awkward Mm -hmm. um and I don't have hard feelings towards anybody at the company, obviously, uh, but it's more just, I want, I would like to know why. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Is there any part of you that feels like
0: there's a little level of like, you've just had a child, you know, they're not sure like where your career is going. Like, do you think that it's hard to imagine that doesn't come into their minds, even though it's. Yeah.
1: Maybe that would be hard to talk about too. Yeah, so I I think yes, it, there there's two sides to that as well where one side is yeah, absolutely they don't know if I'm going to come back as mother and be able to raise successfully. Um but then they've they've spent a lot of energy in their marketing towards uh promoting mothers in sport. Mm. So that's that's where, like, yeah. wait a second, this is, this is where they have talked about really wanting to support athletes like me, mm-hmm. um, so, but somewhere along the line, like, that that message no longer applies to me. Right. Yeah. That's, that's interesting because now mm-hmm.
0: they've made a decision, like, without you having had a chance to, like, come back to racing and be right. out there doing your thing again. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's kind of awkward in my opinion. Like, I don't feel like they're completely looking that great.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But, but again, I, I don't know what their reasons are. I get that. So, Mm -hmm. but, Mm -hmm. but there, there is a piece of me that's like, you know, are you, are you holding true to some of the values that you've, you've, you know, really tried to espouse? Um, Mm -hmm. and does it matter if, like, if you have, if you continue to support other mother athletes, like maybe that's enough. You don't have to support every woman who is coming back as a mother. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't
0: want, we don't want them to feel like they have to.
1: Right. Right. Exactly.
0: Sure. Um, tough one it's it's what's difficult for me is that i see you as someone who um like y- you have like a beloved following you know that not every pro athlete has right so like it's hard for me to imagine that they don't get the good roi um do you have s- sorry for for people who yeah. speak <laughs> marketing well, thank speak. you yeah that means return on investment i'm, I'm assuming everybody knows <laughs> that but like Do you have, with some of your sponsors, do you have like indicators about when the sponsorship's succeeding? Like, do you do any tracking in terms of how many people have seen, how many impressions you've got with Instagram posts or sales you've got through a code or anything like that? Yeah.
1: So what, one of the things I actually really respect about, um, I mean, noon just happens to be one of the sponsors for, uh, lip feisty, Mm -hmm. but also one of my sponsors. Um, they, they have, uh, I, I can't remember which app they use, but basically it, it tracks, um, you know, my metrics in, mm-hmm. in terms of engagement, um, mm-hmm. for any post that mentions noon, which mm-hmm. is, you know, I, I think that's kind of cool, but also one of the conversations I had with them last year is, Hey, you know, I, I want this to be organic. I really believe in, um, in person, you know, connecting with people, connecting with the community and having it not just be about social media, because I think, you know, that really skews things quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're totally on board with that where, mm-hmm. you know, you, what's hard about social media is you have these metrics that you can measure, mm-hmm. uh, but is it actually measuring ROI You um, know. It depends what
0: their marketing goals are, right? So, right. If well, the ROI is the impressions, then
1: that's it's then only that's okay. It's only one piece. And what what was great about the conversation I had with them last year is that um, towards the end of last year is that there's value beyond social media. Uh, so, just trying to get more involved, you know, directly with the community and not just you know posting stuff and that whole thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, Interesting. Like, so my, I've probably repeated this in the podcast before, but I had a really great experience with a sunglasses company Mm. that had sponsored me for many, many years. And when I retired, he said to me, Sarah, you're one of our biggest sellers. Like people use a company that gave out a lot of codes. You know, it was like, you said like, who are you selling those to? I'm like, Oh, I'm selling those to my community. Like, and he's like, if you can keep doing that, Mm. that's what matters to us. Right. And he even gave me a number. Like, he's like, if you can sell this number of dollars worth of whatever, then it's worth it for us to continue. Um, And I just like appreciated the transparency of that um, and what the expectation was and like found it really interesting because I do not have a big following compared to most athletes. Right. So he was like, understood the, and that's why I sort of went that direction of like, you know, I don't know for sure, but I feel like the, the people, the more super fans you are, that you have like the better you're gonna do for the for the brand. That's what that's
1: no, it's not true. It's one of the metrics. Well, right. So it's it it is just one of the metrics mm-hmm. because one one side of some of these mar- these marketing partnerships is, you know, obviously selling products, but the other is you know shoring up the value of the brand. Like mm-hmm. you know, the image of the brand And yeah. That isn't measurable. Right. So if they, Mm -hmm. if they as a brand are trying to tell a story to Mm -hmm. consumers, you know, pro athletes, we we're part of that story. We're a very public-facing part of the story. Yeah. Um, and there is no direct return on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because
0: yeah, it's it's not like you can't measure it directly. Right. But I would say that if people if you have that loyal following and you're known for authenticity, which I think is part of your brand, right? Then you get that, you'll probably get that more likely to get that buy-in, mm. right? So like from your, if you use Noon and yeah. you like Noon and you, yeah. you've you been genuine in all of your interactions with the media and everything and people recognize it, then when you're there, like, here's a brand that I really like, I yeah. really like Noon. Then I think that the return on that, even with a sales code. Mm. It would have to be higher, right?
1: Um, yeah. yeah, Well, not not that many companies use the sales code, but you're mm. right. It is it is a very very trackable way to see in a direct direct mm. impact of a partnership.
0: Because if um, you're like if you're like a jackass that won Ironman world championships, mm-hmm. which Happens. Um, <laughs> then, and like, but people follow you because they're like, they think that you're going to post something and they're on your social media that's like, going to make them a better athlete or something like that. Right. Like, I'm not sure how much sales you're going to do. How much, I don't know how much return that company is going to get. Right.
1: I don't know. I think there are always going to be people who buy something just because somebody's fast. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, oh. Hmm. this made me feel better thank you no i i mean you you get it you get it from the different sides and like i said i i understand that i'm working through the emotional side of it Mm -hmm. where i have these questions that are unanswered um i totally get that it's it's part of business Mm -hmm. but there's that little piece that's like am i not enough (laughs) <laughs> no, no.
0: so I had this, I had a micro of this today. Okay. This is just like, I have some empathy because I caught myself. I was like, why would you ever respond that way? Like I was feeling bad about myself, but, um, so we're pushing out this new podcast, which we'll talk about later, um, that I'm hosting for Feisty and, um, Ashley, who's running our a combined account with us and Stace- and Dr. Stacey Sims called women are not small men right? So she talks to a lot of people online all the time about like all the things that we care about, right? So she's now kind of looking for people who have podcasts, who might do like a podcast exchange, like they come on ours, we go on theirs kind of thing, or like asking, essentially pitching me to be on potentially on podcasts, right? So she comes back and she's like, oh, I've got five podcasts that are super interested in talking to you. Great. She sends me the five, whatever. And she's like, just send them an email. So I send them an email and four of them come back like, this is amazing. We want you on a podcast. So excited. We have these great emails. And one of them, I wrote, I wrote to them and they came back, sorry, Aaron is not accepting new guests at this time. Oh, wow. I don't even know if they said sorry. It was like, it was a one line. Aaron is, is, has no space. It was like, there's no space with us. Like, was like I was like, Okay, first of all, you guys need to hire a customer service person because <laughs> this is yeah. not okay. But like the fact that I had all these super positive interactions with four other people did not mitigate the moment that I had when I was like, "What?"
1: I'm like they will regret this. <laughs> you know, like- it, it is it is so funny that we do focus on the negative instead of like, mm-hmm. "Hey, four podcasts want me on." Mm-hmm. It's it's the fixation on the. One that doesn't have time for you.
0: Yeah, it, like it just hit my brain as weird, but it didn't stick around for very long because I kind of yeah. was able to laugh at myself in the yeah. moment. But I was totally. I went to the kitchen. This is early this morning. I went to the kitchen to make some toast or something, and was like, "Why am I feeling bad right now?" Yeah. I was like, oh, it was that freaking rejection. Yeah, (laughs) like, you know, Uh, and then I'm like, you know, letting this roll off quickly is, is going to define how my day goes. So I have to just let it go. Kind of, I'm not suggesting you should do that because that's like, you have a longstanding relationship and there's like a mourning period. I get it. Like I didn't need to mourn this podcast by any stretch.
1: No, I'm, I'm past it. Um, not really, let's be honest, but I'm getting past it. I'm, Mm -hmm. I understand it. I think I'm, 90% 90% towards the, uh, Hey, it's a marketing decision. I, you know, unless I was in the room, I don't know what happens. Like sometimes it's just even a question of having one advocate in the room mm-hmm. and maybe I didn't have that person.
0: Mm-hmm. And it is
1: amazing yeah. how, 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 kind of fickle these decisions can be
0: yeah I totally agree with that and I I know that I've said this before but like for anyone looking for partnerships or sponsorships like one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was like make multiple friends within Mm -hmm. the brand because you Mm -hmm. never know like who you're gonna need to to be there
1: like hey no Sarah's amazing (laughs) keep her yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so I need to be more friendly okay (laughs) (laughs) not sure that's the all right, all right (laughs) Thanks, Sarah.
0: (laughs) So, Sarah, did you notice our new announcement
1: in the feisty Slack channel this morning? Oh, my goodness. I was going to mention this. Um, (laughs) So just, you know, just to set the stage for our listeners, we have this really nice Slack channel with all of the live feisty contributors uh you know how many people do you have currently this i think it's about 20 20 people, in people. and <laughs> i log on and it's welcome connor like Con- connor all right so it's 20 women and one man Like, <laughs> yeah. welcome to the team the one man <laughs> we needed to have a token male sarah oh, yes <laughs> yeah. so tell me about connor is he is he intimidated we are surrounded by so many strong, intelligent women.
0: No, this is the thing awesome. It's like, no, it's amazing. Okay. So we keep joking. First of all, that he's like our, he's like a straight white male. You know, he's like our diversity hire right? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> because, you know, um, but it's, it's a funny thing because he, he is just this very unique, first of all, he's our sponsorship he's going to lead our sponsorship and partnerships. Um, what did I call him? Manager. I called him a manager. Uh, so that's good because we sort of need to get streamlined on that stuff. Like right now we're sort of doing it by committee and we didn't really have anyone strictly focused on that. So, and my time was being too caught up and like first time calls with new companies and that kind of stuff. So, um, Connor going to be able to take care of that and he's really good at that stuff. Um, but he's someone I'm working on another project with from compete sports diversity. Uh, but, uh, He just, like, I just, like, had literally level zero of concern about him being in any way out of place in an all-female environment, even if it's, whether it's a Slack channel or, like, at our feisty (laughs) get-together in person, you know? Um, And, like, I get a lot of... um, So for example, so we're also hiring for a customer service person. That's a full-time position. Connor's on a contract Um, because we just have like so many things, membership programs and things where we need people. We need someone to um, take care of our customers. Um, And so uh, what was I going to (laughs) say? Oh yeah. Whenever I'm hiring, right. People always say to me, do you hire men? What? Yeah. And then, I'm not really sure like what I'm supposed to say about that. Like, I just like, and then I'm never sure if they're joking, (laughs) like, you know, and then I even have men in my world, like joke with me about working for Feisty. Part of me is like, well, you actually could, like, if you were the best candidate, I would totally hire you. Like, you know, like I just, it's a weird, like, so obviously we've hired a lot of women, Um. And I think a lot of the reason for that is like a big part of my hiring practice is has to do with buy-in on our values. Right. Um, And so a lot of those people who come to us, like, no, I really want to work for Feisty. Right. Like this is my dream job. A lot of those people are understandably women. Um, Mm -hmm. And I tend to like to um, have that kind of like loyalty on my team and the people, especially with like a startup environment where people are willing to muck in and do all kinds of things, um, or kinds of different jobs. Um, even if it's not in their original job description, but, um, yeah, it's, so it's always like a funny, it's always a funny thing to me that like, I would say most men that I interact with about the hiring process, like a, are like would never consider it right. And B, like, think that it's kind of some kind of joke or funny or something, you know, mm. and I don't really know, like I have kind of a reaction to that, but I'm I'm going to hold back. I'm trying to like identify what it is. Cause I don't really know. Like, I feel a little bit like what, like I feel a little confused by it. I don't really understand that response. And I think it's, that's partially because like, as women, sometimes we're so used to being in all male environments. Um, so it's like, you know, like the first time that I went to the triathlon business conference, um, like I think there were five women in the room and there were 150 people there. Right. Or like I've just, you know, in sport, we've often been in those environments where there's lots of men or when we're training in certain places um, or men that I work with. Like a lot of um, the companies that I worked with would have like a more heavily male staff, especially early in my career, like in the early 2000s. So it's not um, to us. I think sometimes we're used to like that. We sometimes have to step into a room. That's Mm -hmm. all men if we want to get to a certain place. Right. Yeah. Um. And I, and I feel like maybe those, like all women environments are not, you know, like I'm stepping into an all male environment because I want to get a sp- back to sponsorship because I want to get a sponsorship for a certain company and three quarters, of their employees are male. And that's just who I'm dealing with. Right. Um. Whereas if I go back 20 years, like in our culture, if you want to go to an all women's environment, where do you go? Like a yoga class? Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) like there's not a lot of work environments that would be like us that step forward right now, hopefully (laughs) there will be more, but do you know what I mean by that?
1: Yeah, no,
0: absolutely. And
1: I mean, I, I can see why it prompted your text earlier from today about uh, being the first or your, Mm -hmm. the, your Instagram post about, you know, being the first because somebody has to be the first. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we have male listeners and if they want to apply to any of your positions, come on, yes. spread yes. the word. But yeah, why Why should the default be you are a female boss, you're only going to hire other women?
0: Yeah. It, nobody like,
1: would ever think that if you were a male boss. That's just no. so weird.
0: And I get it a lot. And I recognize there's going to be people listening who are men who are like, that is not me. I do not identify right. with course. that. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do, it is an honest thing that I get that kind of joke a lot.
1: Um, I, I believe you. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's I'm not trust, funny. I'm a trustworthy source
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on this. I believe you <laughs> <laughs> on other things. Not so much. Uh,
1: um, should I bring up the tax thing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you lied about doing my, when I taxes. Lied about my
1: taxes. This goes down in history. <laughs> I didn't
0: to be clear I didn't tie- lie on my taxes like about how much I need to pay I lied about having done them to Sarah and our entire audience because I was embarrassed that I hadn't <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh jeez. well I don't know I don't know how we transition to what's next but all I know is hey Connor welcome to the team <laughs> If We Were Riding is a feisty podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at If We Were Riding. And we love hearing from our feisty friends. So please send us a voicemail at at sarahatlivefeisty.com. That's Sarah without an H. Right. So just grab your
0: phone, record an audio file, and email it to me. And we will love it and love you forever. And our regular listeners will know that If We Were Riding and All Things Feisty is proudly
1: partnered with Orca Sportswear. For 15% off all items on orca.com, please use the code LIVEFEISTY15. And that includes the wetsuits. So good deals all around.
0: Okay, Sarah, we have a couple of thing, new things going on in Feisty that I wanted to tell you about. One is, did you see those really cool Varlow kits that we're... I- Did
1: they're very fun. (laughs) So fun. So actually, it was their designer.
0: Oh, awesome. I love Mm -hmm. that. So they work with Ellen, who's our designer, and they came up with um just the most. Like if you wear that on a race course, if someone wears it on a race course, you will know that they are feisty. (laughs) I mean. Um, and we also went with like we're we have the race suits, and then we decided to go with swimsuits too, because we felt like the design was like super suited to swimsuits. Um yeah, it's really cute hmm it's job, so team. colorful and fun so if anyone wants a colorful and fun um varlo kit um and also i'm I'm stoked to be working with that company too um i like saj their founder um it's great working with small company first of all because you're talking like founder to founder you know ceo to ceo on like what is a small account but but all, for all intents and purposes for them um and uh and he's just so genuine, um, and they're really excited to work with us. And today, when we released our new, uh, we released a video about our new women's performance podcast. And right away, we heard from them like, "Can we share this? How can we help?" You know. Oh, that's so,
1: awesome. Where mm-hmm. Where are they based out of? I forget. <laughs> I think oh, the sorry. north. I think the northeast somewhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. I should awesome. know this.
0: Like yeah. this is the kind of thing that my brain should remember, but it's like in one year, out the other.
1: No, but I, I, I do love it when companies, um, they want, like, they want to help you like it's, it's mutually beneficial Mm -hmm. and they realize that where they want to promote your podcast, um, Mm -hmm. your new one and yeah, just grow together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they also
0: were the company, like they sponsored, they made a recent announcement about sponsoring Sika Henry. Right. And there was that video that also went mini viral, I think in our community too, about, Sika, so um, yeah, and we have our new podcast that I am hosting called the Women's Performance Podcast.
1: And All these like, new things,
0: I know. I'm so excited. Okay, so it, it's like it's new, but to me, like last year when we did our Women's Performance Summit, um, we we announced at the end of the summit, and we're launching a podcast. Subscribe, <laughs> right? So we like, a, I got like a hundred people on a podcast feed that subscribed on Apple or whatever, and then like did, we didn't release a podcast. <laughs>
1: Um, yes you will you know they've just been eagerly forgetting mm. that they ever subscribed to it (laughs) 10 months later they're about to get a notification yeah (laughs) Um, like what is this
0: (laughs) so i really like what i really love about this is that i find i feel like we are starting to create something that um I don't know what you'd say. Like, it's like another level thing that like, cause at first, of course I was always about changing the culture for active women, for women in sport um, and for girls. And then like, we just keep leaning into it in different ways and starting to work with Stacy and realizing like that um, we need, we have so far to go in terms of figuring out how like we can get the best from our physiology in terms of training and how we train. Um, and then i feel like this direction like it just hits so well with me like we were looking at kind of like the problem broadly which is like that like not only do we not know how to train with our physiology or not well we do sort of but there's minimal science right around physiology and nutrition but we also have the like mental health piece that's now sort of coming i think that conversation is just gaining momentum Mm -hmm. um And then the culture piece, which is like, you know, some of the things around diversity inclusion, uh, but also the conversations around where like some women um, genuinely don't feel welcome in gyms, Mm. you know, or feel like that kind of like pro environment is just um, still quite pervasive. Mm. Um, So like how we sort of change, and that's just one example, but how we kind of change the, the culture around that around who feels welcome and who belongs in a space um so and I feel like if we talk about like so our goal basically is to talk about performance within like in those four categories like so you can't extricate one from the other if that Mm. makes sense like you can't sort of split them apart like they affect each other you know yeah um so if someone's suffering from like an energy deficiency, um, which might be caused from like under eating or might be caused by stress in their life or might be caused because like, for like, it's like layered, everything is layered. Um, so those are the conversations I'm going to be having on the podcast with like experts in various fields and then lead other leaders, athletes. Um, I'm excited. I'm kind of excited because it's my own journey too. So I'm going to find the right people and talk to
1: them. (laughs) Oh, I'm, I'm really excited for you too. Um, I mean, it's, it's such a, a big space and mm-hmm. I think you and your company really realize that it's just female active females. It's an underserved market. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. It does, re- it, it requires, I you have your fancy new mic there. I do have my fancy new mic, which you can see, but I'm not
0: using, I apologize to our listeners, but I will use it in future recordings. Oh, for anyone who's wondering, because a number of people have asked me about whether we're going to still do the podcast.
1: What's I know. Don't, don't you break up with me? No. And it's, I'm like,
0: okay. no, my answer to them <laughs> is like, literally like I should, we show up here it's typically less than one hour of my day
1: <laughs> per week.
0: We record about anything we want, just off the top of our heads, and it's the most amazing thing ever. Like that's not detracting from anything yeah.
1: else. <laughs> so. No, this is this is this is like a little social happy hour. That's right. for us. <laughs> some- I mean, you have your wine, I don't, but. I will have some wine at some point. It's it's definitely gone from if we were riding to like if we were happy hour. Yeah, you know for sure. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we talk about triathlon. Mm-hmm. It, it comes in. It floats in naturally into the yeah, conversation. Yeah, totally, totally. Oh man! Well, when you have your new microphone, maybe we will channel some of your like podcast boss energy and actually prepare, but. Until then, who knows? We just keep it casual with our non fancy, you know, just off the cuff. And thank you for listening. That's all we have to say. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.